You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. Hello, gladiators. <laughs> Bing is for doing, and we are here doing our third after show, but it's for the fourth episode. So season one, episode four, Enemy of the State. Um, my name is Emil Ennis Jr. You can find me on Twitter at Emilio E. Jr. or my website, ChasingLA.com. Um, but before we do anything else, I'm going to let my co-hosts introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Sophia Stanley, and uh, you can be my friend on Facebook. Uh, it's Sophia, S-O-F as in fanatic of a scandal, I-A, Stanley on Facebook. Um, and we can talk scandal and everything uh, juicy. Hi, I'm Bam Erickson. You can follow me also on Facebook or Twitter at Bam Erickson. That's B-A-M-M-E-R-I-C-S-E-N. Nice. And I can't go without mentioning our main host, Mari, who's not here with us today, um, but she will be back in the future. So, before we do anything else, I want to talk about iTunes. Um, we did well this week, guys, but let's get some more comments. Let's get some more ratings because it really, really, really helps us out as far as promoting the AfterBuzz Network and our Scandal After Show. It will really help us, guys. So, just all you have to do is go to iTunes, search for AfterBuzz TV. You'll see all the After Shows. You can subscribe. You can comment. You can rate. And it would be so good if you could do that. Um, same thing with YouTube. Like, comment. But I know you want to hear about the show, so let's go ahead and dive into that. Um, yes. So I guess we'll start with Dictator Flores. Hit it all. <laughs> I mean, just the way that the scene opened was so amazing. Just, you know, the, the abrupt knocking on the door and then the, the switch to Olivia's house. But, you know, I think more importantly, it just shows how quickly they assess things in the moment. And so, you know, the fact that they brought in, you know, OES or, um, you know, the, 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 the American states and the fact that they brought in a dictator directly in the room that there was, in fact, an army in the way that she handled it was just amazing, as always. I think great way to open the show. Yeah, it was It was definitely a great way to open the show. And then I think over the weeks, we've been seeing the tension building in between the group. Mm -hmm. And then when she finally realized it was a dictator when she went to the office, and then we saw the tension again where they didn't have the opportunity to, to vote. vote. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's that's been building for a while. I mean, it's only been four episodes. We've had a lot happen within those four episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, go ahead, man. I did, and I... I like the I like the show and I like last night's show, but I was a little disappointed with the dictatorship uh, storyline. Um, I felt myself at some parts 
kind of like almost wanted to fast forward because it, I felt it wasn't as juicy as the, um, the the episodes before. Well, yeah, that's the same thing with the, the Gideon story. While well, he gets this story about the madam last week, um, and then we have this big president story. That's the same yeah. how we're feeling. You know, we have the underlying story, but all we really care about is this Amanda Tanner and president thing. Right. But, yeah. I, but I, it's funny, though. I, I agree with you. But what I like about it is it's kind of real life wherein, you know, you can, you know, everyone for the most part, unless you're just, you know, wealthy for some reason that you have to go to work but somehow you just have a bad day whether or not it's that you broke up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or or you know you just got into a car accident life still has to go on so i think that that's really the underlying storyline that regardless of what's going on with the president amanda tanner is still just another client and you know at the end of the day it's olivia's name on the door so olivia still needs to work and fix problems she just can't narrow in on one regardless of the fact that it's a problem with the president of the united states of america yeah and i think it's even it's even funny for to talk about a storyline that was really I didn't care about was with the David thing and the newsstand that he was trying to say. That's where I would have fast forwarded, <laughs> if anything. But um, yeah, that was that was so disappointing because last week, you know, she came to him for a favor, and then the following week, and I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, I think it shows though, and and what I liked about it is it showed that no matter what happens, and we'll touch upon this, you know, later on um, in in the show, is that she always gets it right. And so even though it was a, you know, a, a tiny storyline and, and at the end of the day, it's like, OK, newspaper stand. Is it really important in relationship to what she's going through? It shows that at the end of the show, she still solves the problem because that's what she does. And, and she takes care of people that she cares about. Another Absolutely. good thing is it gave Harrison something to do because he hasn't really been doing yeah. that much. <laughs> but, you, but, you know, going back to the um, to the dictator story, I liked how just the the action, the reaction of Olivia Pope once um once um, Abby messed up when she allowed the the mom and them yeah. to stay in, in the hotel, and then when she came back to the hotel and she realized that they were missing, like the the look that Abby gave, she looked she, she was very composed, but you can see like she was thinking in her mind like, bitch, I'm gonna yeah. just I I love just the reaction that she gave about how she was able to stay calm, stay poised, but yet still give her that look like right. I'll punch you if you mess up again. Right, you know I really I like that. I agree. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, even when Stephen earlier in the scene, when they were in the hotel lobby, said, I can't lie to Olivia and and the quickness in which Abby did it. You know, I I think that it's showing that things are breaking down. Not only are things breaking down in Olivia's professional life and in her personal life, but exactly they're they're breaking down with the associates. And so I think that was endemic of it. The fact that she lied point blank directly to Olivia. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of. Would you would have done what she would have done? Would you would have stepped out your out of uh, your work? Um, I mean, I think you. I think definitely. I think that one of the amazing aspects of this show is that the characters are so complex, but yet they're so real. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's very hard for someone to separate their you know, emotionally who they are. And as we find out later with Abby's background, I think that this was so close to home she had no other choice. Absolutely. However, I think that where she went wrong and, and, and where I was no longer supporting her was the fact that she lied to Olivia because Olivia needs all of the information in order to be a fixer. But she also, she left the hotel. She was like, okay, I just come get you in the morning. Like she didn't, like who was going to watch it? Right, if, gonna... she was, if she was truly focused on making sure she stayed at the hotel, knowing that the dictator is looking for her, she would have stayed there and watched her, which we'll talk about people not being watched later in the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if she was really concerned, I think she should have stayed at the hotel too, yeah. 
But I think that's exactly why she should talk to Olivia. You know, they're a team. And I think that as a team, they can solve problems that someone else didn't think about. But when you take it on yourself, then you basically ride or die by yourself. But what and that's a- what happened. But what about when they questioned her about the vote and Olivia didn't respond? So, I mean, it should also be a two-way thing. But I think I think it's not it's not a coincidence that the, the storyline was a dictator. Because in essence, that's what was going on. Yeah. Olivia has started to become a dictator right. you know there's there's several times in the episode where she says it's her name on the door and <laughs> makes no reference to the associates as well as the fact that yeah she literally looked at them in a way that kind of stated oh i allow you guys to think that you can vote but you don't really have a vote it's my, my name on yeah, the door my name on the door absolutely yeah. well let's fast forward to where um she goes to after abby confronts her and tells her you know that um you basically need to do your job. And I know it's about the client and that's great and dandy, but you need to go back and save this woman. Cause remember when I was going through my issue, you got a tire iron and hit him in the kneecap. So I was like, uh, is that what happened? Like, I, I just, I like, I like how that tied in to yeah. where the, um, where, um, they were investigating all of the, all of them. And right. then we, we saw the history of how she was abused. Right. I, I like how, those two storylines were intertwined. I love because it explains so much about who Abby is. Like right. it just explains so much. And I think from the beginning, I know there's some haters of Abby. But from the beginning, I've been a fan just of her her witty and quirkiness. But um, it can be for some people. I'm sure it can be annoying and kind of off putting. But we kind of got a clear message of who a lot of people are in the show just from that yeah. whole scene, which we'll talk about later. But that whole scene, and then when they go to um, when Olivia kind of has this revelation, she goes to save. Um, what was her name? The wife. Oh, um, we'll just say Mrs. Flores. I can't remember yeah. her first name. But um, she goes to save Mrs. Flores, and then you kind of see her with the kids. And of course, the dictator is going to walk in as soon as they're about to leave. So, do you feel that Olivia did make the right decision? I mean, I think she did in the standpoint that she knew that there was a woman who no longer wanted to be with her husband. Yeah. And that. It's a most basic right to be able to, you know, end a relationship if you see fit and not feel that you are literally in fear for your life or in fear for your safety. And I think that that allowed the dictator to have humanity because the fact that she never even gave him an opportunity just because he professionally may be a particular way does not mean emotionally he would do that. And so I think that that scene was pivotal in order to show that he's human and that people are human and have layers and that people you can't simply judge people based on a quick glance, which is, I think, the entire essence of the show. Yeah. That you can't judge people on one glance. I think Olivia did make the right decision in the sense of, OK, she kind of once he took the once he took the baby. And so she was really sad. She just kind of composed herself. And then she came to her senses and she came to uh, of what she really does she walked outside she was very firm and she let him know look these are the repercussions that you will suffer if you take your children away from from their mother and when she laid all that on the line about the books and how his reputation would be ruined I she mean, shut she shut it down yeah yes she really <laughs> did i mean she really just shut him down yeah. to where it was like okay you really knew that she was she I, I believe she absolutely made the right decision completely and i think that it was it was her reawakening and i think that the scene with with abby was necessary because i think it's true olivia isn't acting like olivia and regardless of the fact that you know the main storyline is amanda and the president and that her 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 She's basically, you know, going against the president of the United States of America. 
I love America, but she's e- she's had equally as powerful clients, and she always deals with them th- with the same sophistication. This is the first time that she's dealing purely on emotion, and it's not working. Right. And so I think that she needed that scene with Abby for Abby to remind her, you don't get to choose when to be Olivia Pope. And you make those hard decisions, but it's not about the client in the same point that law firms are only or may only be concerned with the bottom line, we're not a law firm, and our number one goal is to help people who can't help themselves. We, you know, we're the gladiators. We're meant to help people, and I think she had forgotten that, and it had started to become more business and procedural with her for a second. And I really want to talk more about, you know, the rebirth of Olivia Pope in this episode, but I'll let you make your announcement first. Definitely, definitely. Well, you know, again, I've said in in previous recap shows, I just absolutely love the style of the show. Um, You know, even though Harrison maybe doesn't get as many lines as he should, he (laughs) wears absolutely amazing suits and the suspenders, I'm loving it. It's it's very, uh, you know, spring 2012 fashion. Um, And, and, you know, when we speak fashion, we often, you know, speak shop. Shopping and you know, a lot of people shop on Amazon.com. I know that I do. But one of the amazing things that you can do, you know, we love talking TV, um, but we all do it purely because we love it. So, you know, if you just go to AfterBuzzTV.com, we actually have our own Amazon.com banner. And when you do that, you just go to AfterBuzzTV.com, you click on the Amazon.com uh, banner, and you go directly to the Amazon site that you normally would shop at. No additional fees, nothing different, but it just kind of allows Amazon, once you do that, to say thank you, AfterBuzz TV, and it allows us to keep watching, you know, amazing TV shows and sharing our opinions with you guys. So again, you know, just whenever you happen to be going to Amazon.com, just, you know, take a quick uh, detour to AfterBuzzTV.com and then click on the Amazon.com banner and then, you know, buy away, click, 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 click. Suits, very in, very sophisticated. I love a man in a suit. A gladiator in a suit. <laughs> uh, that was Marissa in the booth. <laughs> but uh, even if you don't need, you know, suits or can't afford suits, I needed a car charger this week for my, uh, or no, a laptop charger. And I went to Amazon through the AfterBuzz TV link and I got that. So, little simple things too. Um, but let's talk about the rebirth of Olivia. It was really hard for me at the beginning of the episode or throughout the episode. I think we saw her two or three times just really emotional on the verge of crying. And when we were introduced to her in the first episode, it's just really hard to see such a strong woman finally breaking down from all this pressure because that's completely out of her nature. And I know she tries to stay so strong. And even in the episode, I believe it's the pilot episode, when um, Quinn was crying in the bathroom and Huck saw her and he said, you know, we don't cry here. Um, it's just really hard to see her go through this, but it's all in preparation for what happens later on in the episode. So what do you guys feel? Did you have the same emotional impact that I... I mean... I didn't feel I didn't feel bad for her. I just feel that she's human and for me it was just refreshing to see that you know you're not superwoman yeah. every, every person has to have a moment so she had her moment she said give me two minutes she got herself together put put the hair in the ponytail put on the jacket and she went to business yeah so I mean I agree but kind of Disagree a little bit. Agree, disagree. Um, but you know, and it's funny. I actually agree, but for the same reasons, but I guess a different interpretation of it. Agree with with the fact that you know, even strong people can cry. That's why we all have tears, you know. Um, and so that wasn't necessarily strange, but it was heartfelt for me to see her 
at that level of vulnerability because I think that it showed even her associates that she's a real person that you know she may be Olivia Pope but she's still a real human being who has real feelings and I think that you know when when she had her head against the wall and the way that Huck asked her what do you need and the way that she responded and just said one I just need a minute and the way that he stood guard at the door like in fact an actual gladiator i mean maybe i'm just a dork but i really like had to look up in the air so that i wouldn't cry and i was watching tv by myself but i was like that moment was so powerful because i think that it reminded them that they're family and i think it reminded them that they have to take care of each other just as much as they have to take care of other people do you think he knows what's going on or had maybe seen something in the past where he knows that she sometimes may have to have that moment because there wasn't much said but you can kind of tell like okay i think let me go check on her all right you know um i think it's more that it's his role i think that you know as we've even you know found out that you know he possibly may or may not have worked for the cia i don't even want to say that because i don't want to knock on my door um (laughs) but i think that that's kind of his role like he's always watching he's always monitoring he's always surveying what's going on and so i think that you know, he just realized that just by her energy of the way that she came in, in into the room, that something needed to be done. And that's really, I think, part of his job is to really he's the protector. He he is the actual physical gladiator of Pope and Associates. Well, I like, too, how, you know, Abby was with him when they first arrived and they saw her and he kind of like just dismissed her. Like, the, yeah, we don't she, have time for you right now. Get yeah, away. She, was like, <laughs> she was like, is she? He's yeah. like, yeah, go, go. We don't have on. time for that. We don't need any drama right now. But um, or even Steven coming to her defense early in the episode when she took the dictator as a client. And then he was like, you know, she's dealing with a lot right now. Amanda Tanner is pregnant. pregnant. And one of my friends made a funny joke because when I'm watching with them, we're all really goofy. And she was saying that, you know. What is truly the motive behind? She was so serious. She said, "What truly is the motive behind?" You know, Olivia getting so emotional. She was like, "I think it's because she really wishes that that was her baby, her baby." Yeah, yeah. And I thought about that. What if? I thought it was kind of weird that he said, "Well, you know, she's kind of going through a lot of things," and then she mentioned that that her client is pregnant. I, I was like, "Okay, that's interesting that he would say that of all things to kind of to kind of let them know what's going on with her." Yeah. No. I think the funny thing is, is I think that sometimes what we forget and and they touch upon it in the pilot and they kind of keep, you know, weaving it into the storyline. Olivia Pope, arguably, and Cyrus were the number one reason that Fitz is now the president of the United States of America. Yeah. He obviously came out of nowhere. You know, they insinuate, you know, somewhere in the episode that he he I think was governor of California, but he was never an actual contender. So. You know, she is intricately connected to the president of the United States of America, not just from a professional standpoint, but they're actually friends. And I think that's even why Stephen asked her, can she handle this? And that there's no shame in saying that she can't, because this is the first time that she's dealing with a case that is personal at your core. I mean, think about it. She was hand in hand with the president of the United States of America, getting him elected. There's obviously, you know, a lot of late nights. Minus the fact that we know that there were late, late, late nights. Um, But I think that that's why that's why it had to be mentioned, because this is closer to home than it normally is. So cut her some slack. But speaking of that, you mentioned you said friends in regards to Olivia and Cyrus. Okay, well, he did. You know, he did say I don't consider you a friend anymore. So that was that was deep because, I mean, they have been throwing. I mean, wow, that was kind of deep. That that literally, I think. What I love about the show is that even though the emotion level is on a 10, 
the way that it's communicated isn't hokey. It's so sophisticated. It's so, you know, kind of how real life is. And the fact of the matter that he literally looked at her and said, we're not friends anymore. Don't come back to my house. Yeah. It was it was literally like, you know, a fight you have when you're 15 with your high school best friend. But it was so real. And I think that when you saw her look at him for a split second, she really wanted to be like, are you kidding? <laughs> and then she realized that he wasn't. And, and you know, she just had to compose herself and walk out. But I think that, you know, it shows that we're dealing with real people, regardless of their roles, regardless of their titles and their, power, you know, positions, their yeah. power positions. They're real people. And I think that Cyrus feels hurt. And because he's hurt, he's not able to hear her. Right. So when she came and she asked, you know, did the president, you know, use protection? She was really trying to ask him, like, I don't want this to be true. Help me help the president. I think it was funny, too. You of all people should know. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. he is out of line. Whoa. But no, he he's really going for the jugular because, again, and it's funny, you know, on, on last week's show, I literally stated, you know, that he definitely had to know about the affair. And I take that back because he's so hurt. He is really... He really, I think, feels, you know, that basically he got cheated on. Yeah. And so I, I think feels, that's the level he of He feels completely duped. And so you can tell he's really hurt. But he's more so taking it out on Olivia more so than a president. Although he did check him that one time. What? That, um, yeah, we're gonna get yeah. into that. He did check. He did check him that one time, but you can tell that he's totally Cyrus is totally taking the side of the president, maybe for the reasons that he's working, but he's really more so trying to protect uh, the president more so Olivia, in which you know. I don't know, but I agree with you. I agree with what you said last week in regards to when he met, when Cyrus met um, Olivia at the the secret hookup spot. Like you said, how do you know how, what? How, how do know? you know what a hookup spot is? So it's there's so there's so many things where you kind of on on the fence where you're like, okay, does he know? <laughs> does he? Yeah, I know. Uh, I think, and it's so funny. I think that. Uh, Emil and I actually just thought of something at the exact same moment. And we're going to we'll talk about it. it. We'll save it for a little bit later, we're gonna, though. We're going to close out this Olivia Pope thing so I can get to it. So if we fast forward to um, the end. So we talked about, you know, the associates are people. And what do people have? People have a voice and they yes. have the right to vote. So Olivia's back. She's kind of, you know, re-engineered herself to say, you know, I'm here, guys. I'm here for you. I don't know what was going on in my head, but I'm back. And so she says, you know, are you with me? I'm giving you the choice to take on this Amanda Tanner case. Are you with me? And I think it was really powerful at the end amidst what happened right before the very end. But Mm -hmm. it was powerful how, you know, um, Abby reassured her, you know, I'll go off the cliff if you actually mentioned earlier in the episode. And I was like, okay, okay, Abby, I like you again. <laughs> well, because I think that, again, I think that throughout the course of the show, and it, and it shows itself again in this episode, honor is extremely important to them. And I think that with honor comes a certain level of trust and loyalty that even if in the moment you don't know what's going on, you follow your leader. Um, you know, you follow your head gladiator. And I think that that was necessary because it showed that not only are they a team and not only are they a family, but that Olivia Pope is truly back and that we are ready for a fight. And I was just so excited with because, you know, her, her Abby's face was stoic and then it just smiled and she goes over a cliff. Yeah, it was it was profound. Speaking of loyalty. I don't know about I don't know about Quinn. Oh, well, OK. Last week, <laughs> last week, guys, you touched our, one of I our, talked our, about, our key points. This yeah. is this is a sensitive <laughs> spot for me because I said I didn't trust Quinn. I said I didn't trust Gideon. No, I didn't say Quinn. I didn't say Quinn. I said I didn't trust Gideon, the first lady, Cyrus, Cyrus, and Amanda Tanner. 
So Quinn, the first lady knows. I'm sorry, yeah, Quinn and Gideon go out on this date. Harrison's over there watching, and you know the, the first date was fine. I was like, okay, I'll let your little first date slide. Mm-hmm. After the first date, you know Harrison goes up to her and says. You need to shut it down. Yeah. Because down. You, you shut it down. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that was a good line. That was a nice little one liner, Columbus. But um, he said, you need to shut it down. And then, you know, I, obviously she brushed it off because she goes on another date with him making out. And then she has to lie to him or not lie. You can talk about how she worded that because she didn't necessarily lie. I mean, this is a thing, and, and I love all of their political references. I think that was a Clinton lie in the same point that she goes, Amanda Tanner sleeping with the president, now that would be a story. So, theoretically, she didn't say Amanda Tanner is or is not sleeping with the president. She simply stated, now that would be a story insinuating that it's not true, because that would be amazing. (laughs) Now that I think about it, with the Gideon and Quinn thing, you know, in the first date, he says, you know, I don't have to rely on you for Amanda Tanner. Who's his new source? I think his source is the same person who's been calling Amanda Tanner. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But then you also saw when he was on the Internet doing the whole picture things. So he obviously has something and something's going to happen toward these next couple episodes because he's not he's definitely in for these next couple. I completely agree. And me, though, like the picture. okay, he was whispering or she was smiling, but it doesn't really it's not a true. But you know what the funny thing is? But I think that it shows that if you if you look for dirt, you're going to find dirt. So going back to, uh, you know, Sanders, the short, short, short man, which actually, you know, that that interchange with Olivia and Billy, I think, was was powerful and kind of showed, you know, how sometimes she dismisses people and not necessarily in a way that I like. But, you know, I think that. It's necessary because you can see whatever you want to see. And so I think that where Olivia is going wrong is Olivia isn't trusting her gut. And her gut has been compromised. Why? Because she's slept with the president of the free world. So regardless of whether or not he in fact loves her and Olivia is the love of his life, there's a blemish on his record and therefore a blemish on hers. Because I think that we can't skip over the fact that the investigator couldn't find anything anything on Olivia. He literally stated she's Mother Teresa with the exception that she had an affair with someone on the campaign. But they also couldn't find any information on Quinn because she just... Oh, go ahead. Let's just go ahead and delve into all the good stuff of the men in this whole thing because we're we're slowly easing into that. Go ahead with the Quinn thing. So Quinn, they couldn't find any information on Quinn except for that she has... um, she went, worked at the cushy law firm or something, but she hasn't been. She's only been in existence for a couple <laughs> of years. Yeah, two thousand eight. So, do you think? I mean, because it's. I mean, the pilot episode basically starts with her coming into the firm. So, could she possibly be on someone's side or, or something? I don't know because Olivia, as they said, Olivia. Everybody has a certain purpose, and Olivia sees that purpose as the why. Because why would Olivia seek her out? Like what? I don't. We don't know what her reason is, but Olivia seeked her out for some reason, for some purpose in her firm, but it just hasn't been revealed yet. I don't necessarily think she can't be trusted, though. It's it's funny though because well, she hasn't. She's only been in existence for a couple of years. She's getting ready to sleep with the guy who wants to uh, expose the Amanda Tanner story. I mean, what else? I just, do you this need is, to say? What else? Do you I agree, and it's funny though because I, I've been on the fence on this one because. You know, there was definitely something about Quinn that I felt uneasy about. And now that I know that she theoretically wasn't in existence before 08, everything makes a little bit more sense. Huck, 
obviously is a fanboy. I mean, he obviously is a computer genius. There is absolutely no way that Olivia Pope would have hired Quinn without running a stellar background check. So if this investigator knows, Olivia knows. And again, in earlier episodes, I think she chooses people on purpose because she knows their background. And I think that whatever we're going to discover is theoretically only in Olivia's favor. And the irony is, even though Quinn is a horrible liar, when she lied to Gideon, she did a really good job. Like, that was a... I mean, she didn't even miss a beat. And so I think that it actually just shows her her how naive she is, which I've said again and again and again. There's a youthfulness about her that doesn't make her seem like she was at one time this powerful attorney. She really is acting like a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old teenage girl. I mean, she's just, you know, making out in the middle of a bar in Washington, D.C. I lived in D.C. for 10 years. That is not kosher etiquette in the District of Columbia. Seriously. Like, you're a grown-up. I don't know if if she necessarily can't be trusted or if she's just truly naive. But another thing is, why is she so naive? If she was working with Olivia Pope or Olivia Pope seeked her out, why would she be so naive? Because everybody else is on another level and she's yeah. down here. Huh, kinda, what's going on? Yeah, it kind of just seems like she does not fit in. Right. I, but I think, I don't know, I, I have a feeling it's going to reveal itself. I think that's the point. Because arguably, if she hadn't been there, and I'm going to double talk in a minute, if she hadn't been there, Amanda Tanner never wouldn't have, wouldn't have called her. Amanda connected with her because she connected with her vulnerability. With that said, we've come to realize that there's, you know, Amanda Tanner was meant to be where she was meant to be for an ulterior motive that, you know, we're hopefully going to figure out sooner rather than later because I cannot even wait till next episode. Um, But I think that her her vulnerability and her naivete, I think I think that's exactly what Olivia needed, because I think that possibly she reminds Olivia of Olivia when Olivia just started out. Because if That's Olivia is, good, is, good point. is anything, Olivia is emotional. And I was talking um, with a really good friend of mine about this, that that's why I love this storyline, because Olivia is an amazing person and she is emotional. I think that because she's so emotional and because she is the, the gladiator for other people who have been hurt, she has to put on a thick armor for them because they can't fight. She yeah. fights the fight other people can't, but she does it purely from a basis of emotion that she really, really cares about human beings. Yeah. And so I think that that's, I think, why she connects um, with Quinn. Well, let's dive into the Amanda Tanner story now. First, let's talk about Cyrus. <sighs> Guys, Cyrus is gay. And we found out. Did you not see that? Cyrus is gay. Yeah. We met his... We, and it's so funny, too, because I had actually... When did I miss... What? I think you missed it. <laughs> and it's funny. I talk I talk about this show with so many people. Like I said, I lived in the District of Columbia for 10 years. Um, it's it's a place that I definitely call home. And, you know, when when Olivia went to his house and James, oh, the his, husband, oh, his husband... James, his husband, <sighs> opened the door, you know, and she reminded him. She goes, no, I'm you know, so it's stupid. Sunday. It's okay. Well, so many people missed it. I think we all thought it was his son because he's I so thought, young. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't think it was his son. I was like, go ahead, Cyrus. <laughs> no, I mean, he was definitely young and very attractive. Um, but no, I mean, that is that is his husband. He makes reference later on in the episode. Um, you know, and then the way that James was saying, Just you know... completely over my he, head. You know, he was like, oh, it's Sunday. He was like, no, he doesn't work on Sunday unless we're at war and specifically as Olivia are we at war you know and 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 yeah I thought it was great I think I liked how they put it into the storyline because I didn't think that they didn't they didn't slap you with it in a way that that 
seemed abrupt. It seemed like a very natural so subtle, transition, yeah. subtle. And like I said, the only thing that I wanted to say was like, go ahead, Cy, because yeah, his husband looked a little young. That's the only thing. Well, I can, I can, I can totally appreciate how well Cyrus is gay. I, I like the fact that he's man. You know what I'm saying? He's not. He's not. He shows no signs of of what people would see um, certain stereotypes. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Well, I mean, I, but again, I think that's why the characters are so amazing because they're they're representative of real life. That we all have layers. We all have layers, and we all have a uh, a public persona and a and a and a private persona. Right. And I think that one of the things that's amazing is that you know, again, being in the District of Columbia, so many things are done not necessarily at the negotiation table. You know, you can literally have Democrats and Republicans, and they're fighting one day, and then they're at lunch or brunch the next because they're genuinely friends. Right. And so I think that showing that dialogue and showing that, you know, she was trying to solve the problem right there as he was gardening was amazing. And then I loved that scene because later on he says, I hate gardening. I'm a workaholic. Like, yeah. this is amazing for me because now I get to work 24-7. And because the president said so, now we can go to war. So I thought that that scene was great. Well, let's yeah. talk about Cyrus and the president and that whole not even dialogue, monologue he had with the president working on his speech. And he's like, you know, you have bigger things to worry about. You know, you know, and Amanda Tanner's pregnant, but they're trying to start war. They're trying to go to 2020. So look, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to resign. And we go through this long spill, him going to Santa Barbara, writing a book. The book's going to flop. And at the end, he's going to shoot himself with the revolver. I was like, what? If I could repeat it, repeat it verbatim, I would. It was so because good. that was two minutes of television that I think I've already watched the episode twice <laughs> um, and I will definitely put that part of the episode on repeat because he does it again so matter of fact like he literally just given up he literally is like I'm over you president I'm tell you what you're gonna do you're gonna resign you're gonna write a book it's gonna be a flop you know and then not only are you gonna shoot yourself but you're gonna shoot yourself with the gun that your dad gave you when you became governor of California then I thought it was funny go ahead I to me, Cyrus's character in the past two episodes, I mean, he has completely just emerged into this... Um, Badass. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's, he has just totally emerged. The things that he's saying to Olivia, the things that he's saying to the president, I mean, it's like... You you wouldn't have it. You wouldn't have expected that. Well, the thing is, like, after his whole monologue, too, he says, you know, and then... Oprah's retired, so I guess I'll talk to Barbara Walters. Well, uh, and he like leaves the room. <laughs> well, because I think I think he's literally given up. Like I think that you know, again, he is one of the primary reasons that the president is the president of the United States of America. In order to be that close to the president, you must have given up things. Like there are countless hours that you have worked for what he believes in and he even states you know you know it, it is now clearly defined that they are republican but i think that the reason that i love the show is that it, it gives the layers and it shows that you know the president you know leans a little bit more liberal and the vice president is a little bit more conservative and Sai is really upset because if this goes down it's not simply a scandal he really feels that the united states of america will be in a worse position mm -hmm. because of this transgression that the president you know, did or a choice that the president made, and and he's disgusted. And not only is he disgusted, I think he's just he's hurt, he's overwhelmed. Yeah. Exactly. He's you could tell like when he you could tell that he has his moments where he's like, you know what, I'm done. And so you can kind of you could you could see that expression. You could totally see it on his face. And so just like anyone else, I mean, yeah, he may he may um, assist the president, but he has his moments where he's like, you know what, 
I'm tired. He feels like he's in the middle. And so completely you agree. can totally you can totally feel his his anger. I feel his anger, but he bothers me so much. Like Why? I, I really get irked because I love his character, but I hate his character because the moment when the president like comes to the revelation that, okay, I'm the president of the United States, it's time for me to, you know, get up and fight. Mm-hmm. Amanda Tanner's not the problem. She's weak. She's vulnerable. She's Olivia a child. Pope, yeah, she's a child. <laughs> Olivia Pope is the problem. And as soon as he leaves the room, he's like, yes, yes. Like, like, I got the satisfaction. Like, the president's finally on my side. But what is his motive? He still has to have a motive besides, I don't trust him. Well, because I think, though, and, you know, again, even, you know, later on in the scene, he, he, when he goes to talk to Olivia and Olivia hadn't filed the paternity suit yet. And he goes, I thought I trained you better than that. I think that he, this is what he loves. Yeah. Like he is a chess player. And so at the end of the day, he felt like he was getting, he, that he was being controlled, that he wasn't able to fully fight this fight. And when the president finally said, you know, Olivia Pope is our problem, that means he gets to go into full Cyrus mode. Yeah, right, absolutely, because as I mentioned earlier, you can tell that he's more upset with Olivia, more so the president. So once he figured out the president was on his side, he's like, yes, I can now really, truly do my mission. And I think, I, and you know what, something that Sam <laughs> just said um, made me realize, I think it's because he truly respects Olivia. He respects her her intellect. He respects her chess skills. To a certain extent, I think he's always viewed the president uh, as a little bit of a puppet. Yeah. I don't think, and you know, in the same way he's like, go ahead and write your speech because that's what's important. Like, you know, and he often, you know, kind of makes comments about how how idealistic um, and how naive the president of the United States is. And so I think that his respect level for him as a human being, especially in light of the fact of the whole Olivia Pope um, affair and now Amanda affair, it's really kind of now we're getting to see how he views the president right. on a personal level. And I think he's really hurt about Olivia because I think he really he, he, respects yeah, Olivia. I agree. You hit it on the nail. Yes, I do think he respects Olivia more. So, I mean, for any one of us, like that's almost like if if our hero or somebody that we saw, you know, did something that we found out about like if we found out somebody that you know we idolize or something and maybe they were like cheating or something it would kind of it would kind of hit us kind of hard so i feel cyrus feels that same kind of way well i guess he'll go down to the bottom of my not trusted list and then... oh no 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 wait 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 <laughs> He shouldn't be trusted. And but, the reason he shouldn't be trusted is because he is amazing. Yeah, he is, but, like, diabolical. But there's still way more people who I don't trust more <laughs> than him. Like, for instance, the First Lady of the United States. Let's talk about that little scene in the car. I like when she told him, I like when she told him, um, um, get it together, damn it. Yeah. Th- that show, that show... Go ahead. It goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago, probably last week. She has her own agenda and she's Absolutely. not going to let the president take her down. Because, well, because, again, because the president asked her a very clear question. She, he goes, wouldn't, you know, it would be great. It wouldn't be that bad if this all went away. And she's like, basically, hell no, because I'm the first lady. She's not I'm, going back to Santa Barbara. She's not going back to Santa Barbara. <laughs> she's going to write this out. I mean, she's the first lady. Why would she want to ruin her reputation as the yeah. first lady, the any the endorsements or anything that she's going to have in the future? She's like, no, you're going to get it together. We're not going to mess this up. I, I have I got an investment in this, too. So, no, we're not going to mess this up. You're going you go you gonna tough it out speaking of which the cyrus thing he was talking about the first lady in his little monologue and he said this is circa i think he said like 1998 this isn't hillary clinton exactly. like she's yeah, gonna yeah, leave yeah. you yeah. because it's the 21st century <laughs> so and funny. she will leave you and basically she will have you know not only the conservatives because you're a philanderer and you're a cheat and you have an illegitimate child but also she'll also get the woman's vote no right. i thought i thought it was great but 
The reason, though, that I I love and hate the First Lady is she literally makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up because it's not just the fact that she said, hell no, and get it together. It's then how quickly she goes back to talking about visiting Santa Barbara. Yeah. Like, nothing's wrong. Yeah. She just composes herself, and she fixes her hair, and then she just she- goes back to drolling on about nothing she, she as totally if- yeah she totally puts on the front and then i even like the fact of how you could is it me but can you guys tell the conversation that when she has with olivia it's almost like you know how girls oh hey girl you look so lovely and then you're thinking about your mom bitch or you know oh, you know you look like something you know what i'm saying completely it just, it, you can totally feel when she's when they're having that conversation how she's she's speaking and she's really nice but she's really thinking awful things in the back of her head yeah. like you slept with mom you know I totally feel that. She can't be trusted. But then I guess the final person we need to talk about is Amanda. Amanda Tanner. So we start here. (laughs) Amanda, once again, is talking to somebody. Who is she talking to? I want to hear what you guys think. Who do you think she's talking to? Because first, I know last week I think I said I thought it was Cyrus. No, no. Did I say Cyrus? I think I may have said Cyrus. You might have said Cyrus. We both may have said Cyrus. But I take that back. I don't think it's Cyrus. I don't think it's Cyrus. Now I remember. I remember. Okay. So last week, last week, I didn't get to say it. (laughs) On the last episode, when Amanda was talking to Olivia and they were talking about the um, the affair and she was like, um, I know what you're going through. Amanda said, I bet you do. I remember that. And that was the first time I didn't trust her. And then last night, I have a question for you guys, too. Where is the vice president? I, I was going to I meant to say something about that earlier. We haven't met the vice mm-hmm. president. No, we have not. No, and but I, but I again I think that the so way that he was brought you, up, the way that he was brought up, because he literally you know obviously is more conservative, yeah. and that there are certain aspects of the party that don't like how liberal the president of the United States is. But I mean, it totally leads into a whole lot of things that these storylines can go into because with the whole um, Amanda thing, it could be another person that will pop up on episode six before the finale, or it could be the vice president who we never saw. Right, the storyline has so many options that it can take so i personally think the person who um who amanda's in cohorts with i think it's somebody who we haven't seen yet well i know we saw she said she can't do it anymore and yeah. she said she was through and then she's sitting at the sofa at home relaxing oh my goodness and then she gets kidnapped has a needle stuck into her do you, okay do we you were, think she's dead okay we were debating this okay. last night i was debating this with friends i don't think she's dead i don't think they would go that far but there was there was the insinuation in the previews when um they, they found the body when they found the body and and um and Olivia says something like she's dead. We talked about this too though. If this is Washington D.C. President of the United States and this is his staff, if they actually killed her, there's no way they'll be able to find the body that easily. If she was truly dead, they would they would do a better job at covering it up, right? You have the DC insider. Okay, the 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 conspiracy theory part of my personality doesn't want to comment on this, but I'm going to. Um, this is the funny thing is earlier on after the after show we were talking about this, and and I think that sometimes people need to put into perspective. Washington, D.C. is the center of the free world. Not the center of the United States of America, but it is the center of democracy. Earlier on in the episode, Olivia very clearly states to Amanda, you are not just the threat to the president, you are the threat to America. And so the fact that the episode is called Enemy of State is so profound and so spot on. The only reason that when she was actually taken out of Olivia's apartment, I don't think she's dead, is that... 
she still potentially is necessary. Whoever did it still needs to figure out what's going on. Right. However, Emil, I agree with you 110%. If, in fact, it was the president and or Cyrus or anyone who was aligned with that side, you would never find the body. Right. Just keeping it yes. real. But I think it would also be too easy if Cyrus was the one who killed her. Right. I, I definitely think, though, and, and, and this is why I think this show is absolutely amazing, there are a couple of times when I actually have started to question, A, whether or not the president actually slept with Amanda. That's number one. Number two, remember when, when Cyrus basically says, oh, she's pregnant, and he, or there's a, I can't remember the specific scene, but the president basically goes, that's not my baby. Right. Now, my little legal brain thought, you know what? Maybe he's had a procedure, I don't know if I can say it on the air, where Clip. He, thank you, exactly, he cl- clipped so that he can't have babies anymore. So, because he, he said it so definitively. Right. He said, oh, it's not my baby. Right. Uh, you know, in a way that he knew. This entire then, thing was a setup. Like, but, why, but why wouldn't he have not just said from the get-go, I'm, I've never slept with this girl. I, I, because I, th- I think there's... Everybody's there's playing a, the game. Exactly. And I think there's, there's, there's things that we're not aware of yet. And I think that, again, the president even has a naivete about him. Like, I think that he is very boyish and very... Say it, <laughs> say it again. <laughs> naivete. Uh, <laughs> he's very boyish with how I think he approaches people and how he approaches relationships. But at the end of the day, I think that whoever took her is is the same individual or entity that basically has set up this entire scenario. And I definitely agree with Emil from 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 what he just stated. They're aware of everything. And I think that somehow they have to somehow be connected with inside the White House. Because I think that whoever took her is the same person who bugged the bed, is the same person who sent the CD, is the same person who she's been speaking with. For lack of a better word, they're Linda Tripp. Why couldn't we have heard the conversation what was said on the CD? Well, oh, you mean on the CD or on the on the phone call? You mean on the phone call when he had the ear, earphones? And oh, when he had the earphones, and he was like, "Well, you know, anybody could be my. It could be anyone's voice pretending right. to be mine." I wish we would have been able to hear. Yeah. Well, another thing is before we go to news and gossip and take a quick commercial break um, with the whole Amanda thing. Do you think that? Because remember, earlier in the episode, because we didn't really see her that much this episode, right. but earlier in the episode, when she talked to the person and she basically said, you know, I'm done, I'm through, it's over. Is I it that person? Anymore. Yeah, is it that person that came and got her, or is it somebody else that is trying to protect the president, or are they the same person? I, I think it's definitely the person who was on the phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the person, and I. Do, I don't think that the person on the phone is the same person trying to protect the president of the United States. I think that whoever's on the phone knows where all the bodies are buried and they are basically setting this up because they definitely want to take down the president. Yeah. What I love about this show is normally a lot of times we can always figure out, oh yeah, he did it, she did it. You don't, I can't figure anything you, you out. You can't really you can't really figure anything out and it just leads for it leads for um for great storylines because there are so many people who, you know, just like how they have all the pictures on the wall. I mean, we literally can put pictures up on the wall and be like, okay, is it him? Or, right. You know, we. I don't. I don't know. And I love it. That's what keeps us coming back week after week. Yeah. Completely. I literally cannot wait till next week. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but right now we're gonna take a quick commercial break. Gladiators don't go anywhere. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you. 
a lazy, angry Lona whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzzTV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? All right, guys, and we're back, and we're ready for some news and gossip. <laughs> AfterBuzz TV News. Okay, so we've been talking a lot about um, the TV ratings for Scandal. Scandal is one of these new mid-season shows, and they're saying it's on the bubble because ABC has GCB, Revenge. All these new shows have come out, and in a couple of weeks, we're going to find out what's going to be canceled, what's going to be renewed. Um, there's been a lot of hesitancy as far as you know whether Scandal is going to be canceled, just because from the beginning, there are a lot of haters. We're not haters, obviously. We're super fans. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but there's been a lot of haters who are saying, you know, Scandal's going to get canceled. Um, they've just been competing against repeats of shows. Well, this week, um, in the preliminary numbers, um, Scandal scored a 2.1 with 7 million people. Um, I believe in the final numbers before I checked right before the show started, it was adjusted down a tenth. But still... Scandal is keeping a steady audience, and that's the important thing to remember because The Mentalist um, came back on last night, and that was a brand new episode, but Scandal still held its audience, which means they're not overlapping. There's gladiators out there who are supporting the show. And there's also a lot of people, um, just on Thursday nights in general, which is uh, uh, which is a night where a lot of people watch TV. I mean, although The Mentalist does about 10 to 12 million viewers, but... There's, I mean, to have seven point something uh, million viewers consistently for the for four weeks says something versus if it had a high debut of like fifteen million. Right. Now it's going it to seven. Down. It is consistent because so, we love the show, and yeah. I think I want you to talk about what you were saying as far as when they do the TV ratings. Does that reflect the new media? It, it, you know, it's funny because, like I said, I've already watched the episode twice. I watched yesterday when it airs at ten o'clock on ABC, and then I watched it again today. I woke up really, really, really early. I woke up at a, like seven o'clock in the morning, and I watched it again. And I actually went to IMDb, clicked on their link, and it sent me to Hulu, and I was able to watch it there. And I'm just wondering if you know now we have Hulu, we have ABC.com. Um, you know, you actually have the, the the live airing of the show. I don't know if technology has caught up, and I know that it's something you know in, in the legal community. It's definitely something that we're trying to adjust for, as well as monetize, but not just monetize, but making sure that we're accurately reflecting who's watching. So, with that said, make sure that you're you know you're commenting on AfterBuzz TV. Make sure you're commenting on ABC.com because this is absolutely amazing TV, and it would be a shame for it not to come back simply because the numbers didn't reflect the amount of people who are watching, the amount of people who are talking about it. I mean, hello, we come here... Every Friday, because yeah, why right. we love scandal. And for the for any uh, for anybody who has like TiVo or uh, DVR, um, there's always the numbers that come in immediately, right. and then a week or two later they do the other numbers because people on D- uh, DVR, which myself, I always watch it later. Right. So the numbers the, the numbers always tend to change a little bit. The numbers tend to go up just a little bit, 
Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's building the audience, especially after last week's episode. I know the week before last, um, it was building buzz. Last week was building buzz, and this episode will hopefully build even more buzz. But we definitely don't want to see scandal canceled. The other news, which is big news, and I expected applause from the booth, Marissa. Um, so, <laughs> wait, wait, I haven't even said it yet. You gotta wait until I say it. Okay, so. You know, I've been getting excited uh, a couple weeks ago, or I guess last week, Columbus Short retweeted um, one of my tweets about the show, and then uh, Katie Lowe's retweeted. This week, Darby Stanchfield, who plays um, Abby on the show, she retweeted one of my tweets talking about um, the after show. And then, randomly, Carrie Washington tweeted, she said, kudos to Maria Menounos, After Buzz TV is like a... sports center for tv fans completely and then she posted a link to our show and i thought that was a big deal so let's get a yeah so uh carrie i hope you watched the show if you didn't you should but thanks for sharing with all your fans yes because we we love olivia pope yes we love olivia pope we would love to have you guys on the show um but yeah, I guess before we get into predictions, just like you were saying, as far as making sure people are watching to keep the show on the air and sharing, same thing like I said earlier, guys, make sure you're going to iTunes and rating and commenting. I didn't say this earlier, but share our show with a friend, because if you love something, you need to tell your friends about it, because they don't know about us. But if you tell them, they're like, oh, I like After Buzz, they'll tell a friend, then word of mouth, and we're getting like millions of downloads and millions of viewers. So go ahead and um, do that for us, and we would really appreciate it. We love be you guys. Be a gladiator. Yeah, be a gladiator. And we love your comments on YouTube and iTunes. I crack up when I read them and all the likes. You guys have been really, really supportive and we're one of the top shows here now. Um, Not top 10 all the time. We're definitely in the top, so I appreciate it. Um, But I guess now we need to get into uh, predictions. And now I feel like this is like Twilight music. Twilight songs. Scandalous. (laughs) (laughs) We're so goofy. Okay, uh, for predictions, so we kind of talked about predictions. We saw in the previews uh, a body coming out of the water, but like I said, I don't think it's Amanda. I really don't think it's Amanda. I think that would be too easy. Yeah. I agree. We're on agreement there. Yeah, we're on <laughs> agreement. However, though, and again, and I think this is just great, though, because, you know... One of the missteps that I think that Olivia is doing is, again, because of her personal relationship with the president, she's not treating this like she would treat another case. Mm-hmm. In any other case, she would have already had a face-to-face with the president so that she could say, you know, murder is murder, and she would say it to his face so that she could gauge his reaction. Are you going to comment about the face-to-face? Yes, with okay. Amanda, why? Oh, That's my another goodness. thing. I want to know what her motive is because she's so intent. About she's so intent on having a face-to-face meeting with the president. I forgot to mention that. Continue. No, the funny thing is, actually, now I my my train of thought has been you're completely spot on because she just keeps repeating that again and again. But also, too, I just need to go back because, you know, earlier I said I didn't like Amanda and I still don't like her. And I think the reason I don't like her is because she's just so like cold. You know, she literally said, I want him to burn for this. Mm-hmm. I want them and that's a good line. to burn for this. How are we forgetting so, all this? Olivia said, but, you know, if you burn down his house, you're going to have to burn down yours too with it. So, go ahead. But I think the fact that she said them, it, it, it's insinuating that there are more people involved than just Amanda Tanner. Yeah. Them to burn. But I also think a lot of women would, uh, would, would sympathize with her for when she said, I want him to burn for what he did. But you can't? No? 
<laughs> I, normally I would. Somehow I don't like her. And I've said this again and again, but I, I do agree with you. But somehow uh, the Amanda character, something seems inauthentic. And I think that we're going to find out that it's because she's not authentic. Yeah. Well, well definitely, I was just going to say, well, definitely, if she was pregnant, she's probably not going to be pregnant after right. being dragged through the floor. Right. And, and you know. Yeah. Well, I guess that wraps up our predictions, even though we kind of drove off the topic. But uh, once again, Mari, we miss you up in New York. We hope you can join Bye, us next Mari. week. Um, See you next week. Yeah. My name's Emil. Once again, you can follow me at Emilio E. Jr. and ChasingLA.com. And I'm Sophia Stanley. You can find me on Facebook. Bye, ba- gladiators. Bam Erickson, you guys you guys can also find me on Facebook or Twitter. That's B-A-M-M-E-R-I-C-S-E-N. And make sure you tweet about us, share, comment, like. We love you guys. We're out. Shut it down. From down. <laughs> Executive <laughs> producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz. See you later. Shut it down. You can express your inner those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.